1: Wow. Fantasy
2: freaks and geeks, what's going on? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you, joined alongside by the kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What's cracking, my friend?
3: Uh, not too much. I'm excited. I'm actually going back to Wisconsin starting uh, next weekend, so I will not be on the pod next week. Okay. Hopefully, Hopefully. We get Adam Rankin, as yes. you were saying. I mean, you guys could always call me and see what I'm up to. But. Oh, he's,
2: you know... He's a, he's a big time star,
3: uh, <clears throat> Adam Rank. He's in demand. He's all over the place. Yes,
2: uh, yes, that's he's exactly what. Appearing
3: happens. on different shows, he's writing for different people in this this <laughs> company. You know, he's just a shooting a shooting star right now. We're lucky to be uh, be <laughs> is, somewhat visible to him.
2: That is exactly right. Uh, we got MG my guy Marcus Grant in the building.
1: What's going on? How are you feeling, Jay? You sound a little raspy today. Do I sound raspy? Yeah. Well, you're also
3: you're, you're you're
1: wrapped up. I'm all wrapped up, up. <laughs> you're raspy. You're like, you know, like James out here. Punching walls and messing up his wrist or something? Like, I don't know what's going on.
3: Claims it was boxing. <laughs> boxing. <laughs> I look a
2: little ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, for the listeners, James has his, his
3: wrist wrapped in, like, It's all wrapped up.
2: Black? It's, it, no, it's, it's so it's actually my boxing hand wraps because I don't oh, have an actual okay. wrist Oh,
1: I actually thought it was one of those like, NBA James Harden shooting gloves. Or oh, because he's yeah, like, got the velcro, <laughs> right, like velcro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, uh, it's the
2: hand wraps that go on the, glo- on the hand and inside the glove. Uh, but it's the only thing I have. Uh, my wrist is killing me, man. I just I hit the heavy bag wrong. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is why I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so anyways, uh, yeah, so I look a little ridiculous right now, but that's okay. We got a great show in front of us here today. Oh, we got producer Christina in the building. What's up? What up? How you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, what, is what hat is that? A, a, it's a penguin. Penguins. Uh, it's a penguin's hat.
3: She's got all sorts of sports gear on today. Okay. I, all, all over the, over the, the place. Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky shirt, <laughs> penguin's all over hat.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, a penguin's hat. A Kentucky Wildcats shirt on. Yep. Okay. All right. You didn't get the memo on the not crossing the the sports. I don't follow that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's also like, you know, Look, the good news is Kentucky and the Penguins will never run into each other. (laughs) Exactly. That's (laughs) true. They're they're (laughs) never going to play (laughs) each other. It's not possible.
2: That is true. I feel uh, if this was the Dave Damashek podcast, he would do a uh, what if. Uh, what if they played each other, and and who would win in a fight between a penguin and a uh, a wild? I'm gonna go wild oh, cat all the way, easily. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who would ever pick penguin? Who like- <laughs> no. Hey, maybe it's in maybe it's in the Arctic. That's true. Okay? Home field advantage. You know what I'm saying? Very true. Okay. I don't know. All right. We got a great show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> After that start. <laughs>
2: Uh, we're gonna do uh introduce this uh roster reset series that they got going on at NFL.com I love it because uh, oh, it's great. I mean, the thing is so many things have happened in the NFL um and we and of course we we hit on it when it does happen, but i I even catch myself now thinking you know when I run across it, it's like oh yeah, yeah yeah. That guy's on that team now.
1: Oh, I'm doing that a lot because I'm, I'm in the process. Happens know, all the time. I know uh, you know, Adam Rank put out his top 200. Michael Fabiano has his. I know Alex is putting his together. As right. I, as I'm looking going through mine, I am. I'm like – yeah, hey, what's uh? Where is this guy again? And, like having like, to right. Google and look at rosters, and be like, oh, yeah, yeah this guy's uh, here now. Yeah, yeah. And
3: the roster reset is just a good thing too, because like coaching hires were so long ago too oh, now, my and God. offensive coordinators, like and defensive ago. coordinators, are changed staffs, right, and there's exactly. new players, so it's a great thing our uh, talented around the NFL staff puts together, and we're going to take a little fantasy spin on
2: it. Yeah, so I, I figured it's timely. Uh, it's definitely a good time to do that. There's a little bit of a lull now. Uh, in the NFL, um, MG was uh, t- talking about some interesting tweets that we. Get. It's like wow, there's really no news. There's uh, really nothing going on.
3: <laughs> we just doing the NFC East today. Or are we going to hit more of them? I
2: what thought we, we just do the NFC All East. Right. You know, if, if today's a short, a little bit of a shorter yeah, podcast, yeah. yeah, you never know. Right? Also, so, I,
1: so I shouldn't mention that Michael Campanero just <laughs> signed a deal with the Titans. <laughs> That's not the NFC East. That's what but we'll saying. put it in breaking <laughs> news. All
3: right, sweet. You
2: could put it in, I guess. Michael Campanero, sure.
3: Uh, Why the hell not? If you want to follow along at home with the series as well, NFL.com slash roster reset will take you to the latest one, and they've got tabs for all the different divisions. I think actually they have what one left. I think they have one left I think to they've do the yeah. AFC, South, AFC, may, AFC might South. might be the last one it's
2: coming up.
1: All right, so there you go. By Pick the way, I can't up. say ever, I can't ever say Campanero without thinking about the Simpsons. Canyonero. <laughs> I mean, Canyonero, Campanero. <laughs> all right, sorry, I just. <laughs> We're all over the place. Today. I'm all over. It is the- definitely
3: a fantasy podcast okay, no, in April. Uh,
1: ignore me. Just go on.
3: About- <laughs> We've got <laughs> yeah. some wildcat v penguin fights. We got a little <laughs> Canyon <Sure>. Arrow <acapella. laughs>
2: <laughs> Wow, got some great wrist talk. Earlier <laughs> great, in the show. great wrist talk. Yes, perfect. Uh, speaking of the AFC South, uh, Andrew Luck officially throwing again. Don't we have we have drops to use? Oh now. yes, what are I'm you so doing so- man. I'm so- wow. Okay, let's get to the news. Oh, my God, the news. We yes. really do have breaking news. Hey, did you guys know
1: the Eagles, the <laughs> Patriots, are playing at the Super Bowl? That
2: is breaking news.
3: Breaking, breaking
1: news. News. <laughs> <laughs> news. I'm
2: still getting used to the drops. Yep. Clearly. It's all right. So there you go. Uh, AFC South, we're talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck officially thrown again. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> How do you officially throw kind of uh, – Reports
1: are that he's throwing footballs, footballs that are
2: not NFL-sized.
1: So this begs the question, like what size are they? Are they like the little mini footballs you get for 99 cents at the store? Bro, is I, he throwing Nerf footballs? Is it, footballs? A is it a I vortex? hope he's throwing
2: Nerf vortexes. Those things were great. And just to build confidence, you know, it's like, oh, man, look how far I'm throwing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right,
3: I loved being a kid with those nerd
1: vortexes and chucking at me like, I'm
3: John Elway.
1: <laughs> Woo! Did, you one, did you get one of the ones that has the whistle sound too? So you can, oh, those were great. Yes. That'd be great. That would be awesome, man. That's what I. That's what I
2: hope he's throwing. <laughs> it's probably. It's probably something. It's probably an actual football. Know, it's probably, just small. Yeah, junior sized or something. Right. That's something boring.
3: This is still worrisome for uh, from a fantasy perspective, oh, though, yeah. because when Luck was healthy those last few years, yeah, he was lights out. He was like a, an easy lock for like a top four right. elite fantasy scorer. But his that offense has changed a lot, a lot. too. A lot. Like, there are not – that that team's in an absolute rebuild, and there are not a lot of great weapons there for him. So yeah. if he comes back late or he's not his old self, I feel like a lot of people might still be wanting to chase Andrew Luck based on the name and what he's done in the past. But I think there's a lot better quarterbacks to look after in fantasy than Luck
1: also, right Also, I mean, legitimately – and I know it was Luck himself that was saying this the other day, but yeah. after what the Colts – Put us through – I mean, remember this time last year there was talk that Andrew could possibly start week one. That's Everything exactly goes right. right. That's exactly so, right. So, <laughs> pardon me if Ooh, I am very cool. skeptical about this
2: whole – The Colts are the worst. I mean, this is this is Bill Belichickian. You know what I mean?
1: Like, No, Belichick would have been like, we're not talking about that.
2: Maybe. Or, or they just put out fake reports about him playing week one <laughs> and just continually not playing. You know, it's just – it's just—it's so silly. Uh, you're right. I mean, he was supposedly, you know, close to coming back, maybe possibly in week one. Then it was like, yeah, oh, you know, he'll—he'll probably miss the first month, and he'll be—he'll be good to go. I mean, the guy what? wasn't even throwing footballs
1: all of last. At some point, crazy. Chuck, I remember at some point Chuck Pagano was saying, "Yeah, I don't—I really don't even know what he's doing." Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> that's right. Oh, th- <laughs> I think what was <laughs> this quote? "I stay in my lane." I stay in like, <laughs> you. bro, your lane <laughs> is to know about the franchise quarterback, bro. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? No, but you're right, uh, Alex. You're right. Uh, this is a guy that I think a lot of people will chase that upside. Um, I'm sure there will be knowing the cults. I'm sure there will be positive, glowing reports uh, in the upcoming months here. But um, again, he's not throwing an NFL football. Um, any video we've seen of him, it's it's all just real, real, real light tossing. Um, and so to me, it's just you know. When we get to draft season, I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, yeah, I guess the I guess the upside could be a top five quarterback, I guess, but that's a long shot.
3: There's so many good options so many right many good now. Guys, I mean, guys, you just run them through the top of your head: Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Brady, Brady. Wentz, yeah. Breeze, Cousins, Watson, Watson. Like, Jimmy
2: Watson all day long.
3: <laughs> you can probably get him at a little bit of a discount right now, too. And then That's you've still I'm got seeing. guys we didn't even mention, like Stafford, Matt Ryan. Like, yeah. there's there's a lot of feasible think, quarterbacks to to saddle yourself with instead of taking the risk on Luck.
2: It's almost, I, I don't know how gung-ho, you know, drafters will be about Andrew Luck, but I, I can almost guarantee you he's going to be priced out for what I want to pay. For, for, for Andrew Luck. So so there you go. Take that as you will. Uh, Jordan Matthews found a new home. It's in New England. It's a one-year deal. He can earn up to $1.7 million, but only 170000 is guaranteed. 10% of his contract is guaranteed. If he doesn't show something in camp, he could absolutely be a cut candidate before the season starts.
3: This was kind of a weird uh, acquisition for me. I'm assuming it's just the Patriots doing that Patriot thing where they pick up random guys and are like, hey, if he's better than we thought or we can find a great role for him, great. But like Jordan Matthews is pretty much primarily a slot receiver, and yep. that's a role that's very duplicative right now. Like or, They don't need it. They have Edelman coming back. They have Amendola still. So I would venture to guess that Matthews isn't going to be on the team, or if he is, it's not going to be of a significant value I,
2: makes, for fantasy purposes. It makes me wonder... What the health situation is for those two other gentlemen that you just mentioned? Uh, because l- let's be honest here, th- those two guys are not necessarily the, the model of health well, in the NFL.
1: But on the flip side, Jordan Matthews hasn't. Oh, that's a either. great point. Yeah, really. If, <laughs> so, if you're looking to replace your not models of health, Jordan Matthews is the wrong guy so, to hire. That's
2: a that's a great point, actually. That's a great point uh yeah i mean from a fantasy perspective i mean you know what what are you getting from jordan matthews i i can't imagine he's going to be draft worthy at all but uh certainly anything that happens up in new england is worth talking about and here we are doing that the saints they signed cameron meredith to a two-year 9.6 million dollar offer sheet uh, five point four million guaranteed. Now the Bears can match
1: by today. Breaking news: Has it happened? They have us. They have said that they will not match. They will not. Match. So Cameron Meredith is a saint. You know, it's funny. I I didn't think that they would because um,
2: the guaranteed money is not huge. Um, but how do they view Cameron Meredith? You know what I'm saying? He's coming off of a major injury. Do they want to kind of lock up that kind of money uh, into a guy that they f- probably feel like they could replace? Uh, relatively easily through the draft. So, I don't know. But, okay, so Cameron Meredith now. He's on the Saints. Team up Drew Brees, playing opposite of Michael Thomas, supposedly, I guess. So, I mean, what's what's the value here for Cameron Meredith? Or are we excited uh, by this move?
3: Uh, we would have been more excited if this was the Saints of, like three, four years ago when there was a lot more volume oh, in the passing game to go around.
2: fifty times. And, yeah. Right.
3: But now with this team uh, running through the engine of Kamara and Ingram, there's not as much left over, especially after Michael Thomas is going to get his, which he will because he's fantastic. But I think Cameron Meredith will at least be worth a later round Darthro because he 100%. was really good in that last year with the Bears before he got injured um, in 2016. Uh, he was like a legit number one, lining up outside, lining up in the slot, taking on top cornerbacks. Uh, so if he can get into a more sizable role, you know, like that number two role opposite Michael Thomas's past year was a hodgepodge of Ted Ginn, Willie Sneed, pour oh. some out for him, uh, <laughs> among other guys. So there's certainly room for Meredith to be successful. It'll be a tough week-to-week gambit, but it could be one of those things where in games where the, they might project to be more high-scoring, Meredith yeah. is somebody we want to, Looks to throw in the flex or pick up in DFS. I
2: want to see what his reliability is underneath because I think they have a need. I mean, obviously they were, you know, they wanted Willie Snead to fill that role. Um, he did, did not. He did not. He did, he did not do that in uh, 2017. Uh, but can, can Cameron Meredith fill that role, right? Because we know Michael Thomas can do everything. He can go down the sideline. He, he can go upfield. He, uh, he can go underneath if he, if he needs to. He's a touchdown maker. He, he, he does it all. But they need that reliable number two guy that Drew Brees um, has consistently used to pick apart defenses that maybe play off a little too much. You know what I mean? He keeps defenses honest. So, So um, if he can find that, ex- you know, a little bit of explosiveness that he had uh, in Chicago before the injury, I, I, I'm very intrigued uh, by this signing because he is one
1: of those oversized slot guys. That's pretty good. It is, and it's, especially it's, in this offense. It's, and it's becoming a thing now around the league. We're starting to see some more True. of that around the league. My, my concern is, you know, as Alex mentioned, the the target volume has gone down in that offense now that they've got a couple of really good running backs who can also catch the ball. I mean, yep, Alvin Kamara yep. Al had 100 targets last year. And, that's, and Mark Ingram Parker had, had like 71. 70. <laughs> he had 71, right? So that's 171 targets to your running backs alone. Right. On and, it, in, in a in a passing attack that, that where the volume was down was down yeah and add to it that you know as we know Drew Brees is notorious for generally spreading the ball around like yeah he'll have one or two guys that he likes that's true we we seem to know Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Mark, Mark Ingram seem to be the guys that he likes which means it you know for all the talent and ability Karen Meredith may have he yeah. really is still fighting for scraps in that right. offense
2: it's it's more of maybe it's a a, a, a really good real life football move. Fantasy, maybe not so much.
3: Yeah, not huge. Oh, and for context of these numbers, like we keep talking about, Drew Brees, here are Drew Brees' um, – we'll just do it since 2010, his pass attempt numbers. Okay. 658, 657, yeah. 670, 650, 659, 627,
2: yeah. 673, 2017,
3: 536. Boom! Ooh, man! Ooh. <laughs> That's a- that's, that like a, a, that's a drop, and to contextualize that, that's yeah. like that's probably a roughly a drop on average of about 120-some targets. That's like a number two wide receiver. Like oh, if you yeah. remember a couple years ago, Harmon wrote that nice article about how for fantasy we want to try to target receivers that are going to get at, at 120. least 120 yeah. targets. One twenty It's it. a whole wide receiver, just whoop, just, whoop, gone. 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 just gone. And then as Marcus <laughs> mentioned, yeah. 170 yeah. of those 530 targets go to the RBs. Slim, gotta, slim pickings for slim the pickings. ancillary options after the running backs of Michael Thomas.
2: Very slim pickings there. But, again, I think it's a good real-life move, but for fantasy, yeah, maybe not uh, too, too relevant. All right. right, let's. Can we talk about Jordan Howard? I, I wish Adam Rank
1: was here, actually.
2: <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he wants to talk about this right now. What What is or going on? Or he would felibuster
1: us for the next half hour.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with Jordan Howard? Uh, the big story, you know, a few days ago was that he deleted all of his Bears-related picks off of the IG. And then sending
3: Bears fans and Bears blogs into a complete and utter tizzy,
2: (laughs) absolute madhouse. But then a few days later, he he reloaded some of those picks, not all of them, some of those picks. Uh, But again, uh, fans and and bloggers and and uh, reporters covering the team, uh, as Alex mentioned, in a tizzy. uh, It's just rampant
1: speculation. Man. That a trade is in the works. Hashtag shut up and draft. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it doesn't purr some plugged in people, though. Okay. Like all that speculation, I think a couple good, well-sourced beat reporters in the Chicago area threw right. cold water on it. And okay. rap sheet, uh Ian Rappaport, our own NFL Network insider, Ooh. said it's, it's not happening. But uh, I was kind of surprised because uh, as I was doing my top 200, I, I feel like uh, I know Jordan Howard has skillets for hands and is like cross-eyed when the ball comes near him in the passing game. Cannot but do it um the man is a, is a talented running back and I think with that that style the tackers, that yeah. style that Matt Nagy's gonna bring and that gets a little his running backs going downhill a little bit more could really suit Jordan Howard well and like he might not catch a lot of passes but I mean he had over a thousand yards and like eight or nine touchdowns each of the last two years on a bad Bears offense what's going to happen now with Nagy and Allen Robinson, Robinson yeah. and yeah. Trey Burton helping opening oh, things up yeah. I, th- I think Ho- Howard could be a an unsexy, like, a 1,000 yards, 10-touchdown pickup.
1: So my, my playing devil's advocate to that and that's yes. kind of no. counterpoint. <laughs> that's not allowed. I made my point. <laughs> Move on. Uh, I apologize. Uh, but the, <laughs> I think the counterpoint is seeing what Tariq Cohen did last year and knowing what his abilities are and, and wondering. I think it becomes incumbent upon Jordan Howard to kind of assert himself more in the passing game. And not necessarily have to be, like, a big-time pass catcher, but – be enough of a pass catcher so that when you're out on the field, the defense has to at least think about that as an option. Remember, because that, that was that was kind of the big knock on Adrian Peterson in New Orleans. Is that yeah. When he was on the field, you they knew. knew what they were going to do. And so if Jordan Howard isn't catching the football, then suddenly it becomes, He's well, not catching the football. Well, then, then it becomes <laughs> Tariq Cohen, who can do both. You put him out there, you can disguise what you're doing a little bit more offensively.
3: Okay. Maybe he'll get better. We haven't quite had the Adrian Peterson level... Uh, I'm gonna get fifty <laughs> catches this year narrative <laughs> with Jordan Howard. Maybe this will be the first year. Uh we'll wait and see. It's not. But a, guys, uh, it I mean, he
1: got twenty three he caught twenty three last he's year. He's so
2: bad catching the <laughs> football. it's
3: unreal how I know. bad he is. You've been you've been driving this train for a long time, but I will say with Cohen too, this backfield should be really interesting for fantasy purposes with Matt Nagy there. But uh, 22 of Terry Cohen's 87 runs went for negative yardage last year, and That's four went for no gain. That's nice. So good. roughly 30% of his yards did not go past the line right. of scrimmage. So basically
1: he's going to be the pass game. He's going to be the And p- Jordan Howard <laughs> will be the rushing. Or, or it's like
3: uh, they're, or they, they'll look for somebody else, or one of those guys is going to be asked to improve their skill set. And I would think right. that – learning how to catch for a professional football player might be a little easier yeah. than not yeah, you're right. gaining no yards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly right. Uh, no, you're right there. I, 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 look, if Jordan Howard uh, is on this Bears team again, new uh, new head coach, new offensive coordinator, and we're all really excited about all the things that uh, Chicago has done, uh, Jordan Howard was a, a pretty Darn good football fantasy player last year as well. Where does he go in this upcoming draft? If if everything holds right now,
3: let's uh let's look at some ADP because there are monsters that are drafting already. Like uh, we we'll go to fantasy football there. calculator. You want to you do fantasy football calculator? I'll go to my fantasy league. Uh, but I think he's going in like the back thir- end of third the third round, maybe even. Mm. Because I feel like people are chasing the – well, not even chasing is the wrong word, but they're going after, like, Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara first and wide receivers. Um, All right, give me just two seconds here. I
2: guess that's the thing is that there weren't too many wide receivers that, I don't know, just went ham last year, you know what I mean? Like, obviously the top guys are going to be gone uh, off the top of the draft board. David Johnson is going to be making a comeback as well. But I still think people are going to get, you know – I think st- I think people are still going to try to get Jordan Howard I- I- in the late second early third
1: so uh, third round. Actually. On fantasy football calculator, he is at 204. He's uh, he's tied with DeVonte Freeman. They're both so mid fourth, fourth pick second round.
2: Mid second round ish
3: in 10 team league. And in uh my fantasy league across all their drafts, he's going with a 34th pick. Okay, so, so that's fourth round third fourth round in 10 team third round in yeah. uh in 12 teams wow. end of the third That's yeah.
2: interesting okay
3: that's so and i mean that's i think a lot of people are, are you know he doesn't catch passes they might be concerned about that but he could he could still plug plug away and if you get if you're going to get over 1000 rushing yards and close to 10 touchdowns from a running back that's yeah. that's very valuable
2: you know the thing i liked about jordan howard last year too was the fact that he was i don't even want to say dur- i mean he was durable but i mean he was always kind of dinged up But play through it. He was a tough SOB last year. There were mm-hmm.
3: several of those weeks where you're like, where people were like fretting it so hard, like because he had the shoulder injury, like they didn't practice That's what all I'm week. Saying, and then he go out with like thirty six carries and like thirty four <laughs> and a touchdown. It was and like, goes, what are you what? doing? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, exactly. You insane person.
2: I know. Man. It's like fourth quarter in overtime, and he's running people over with his busted shoulder. That's what I love. I, I love that about him. I absolutely love that about him. I mean, he's in a, a classic old school between the tackles running back for
3: sure. He's somebody I'm certainly going to have my eye on uh, as the dra- as dra- we get closer to draft and see where his value is and if yeah. I think he might be a steal or appropriately valued, that kind of stuff.
2: Man, I tell you what, man, I, I would feel a hell of a lot better about Jordan Howard as my RB2.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, you if don't he's my to, lead back, i That's a little, uh, little dicey, but... Yeah, you know what I mean? If you go more of a zero RB thing and you pick him up in the third round, though, that's still not too bad.
2: Yeah, it's not too bad either. All right, let's get to the roster reset series, NFL.com slash roster reset. It basically sums up all the major roster changes they go and there have been a lot oh my god there's been so many it's unbelievable they go division by division the uh, around the nfl guys most recently well i guess not most recently they did look at the nfc east so we shall tackle the nfc east as well uh so many significant ads and basically break down what it all means in fantasy again just as a kind of a a, a reminder of what is happening
1: uh, in football, so can I blow up your rundown a little bit here, James? Which Please, is so really nicely. Do you have more breaking now. news? <laughs> well, not necessarily breaking news, but a developing story. Oh, yeah. Ooh. developing, developing story. Since we're talking the NFC, East. yes. Uh, there's you know, reports that Des Bryant and Jerry Jones are going to sit down on Friday. Okay. And the talk. Could what does be that mean? That Dez gets cut. What? There is talk that Dez Dez Bryant could be a oh agent as soon as Friday. Oh my! That is a big roster reset.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm trying to find some reports right
1: now. This is uh... – who
3: first report, Who's reporting that on Twitter.com?
1: Uh, well, I know Justina Anderson at ESPN had some stuff about it. There's been uh, a lot of scuttlebutt. I just like to use the word scuttlebutt. <laughs> uh, that, that Des Bryant could be experiencing his last few days as a
2: cowboy. Um, there's basically a lot of talk right now, I guess, on the old Twitter.com. Uh, that Jerry and uh, Dez are going to meet to talk about Dez's contract, and that uh, uh, Jerry doesn't necessarily want to cut him, but if Dez is not w- willing to work out uh, a more, I guess, market value deal, because you know, again, sixteen point five million is
1: his cap number. That's, I mean, I think they uh, will. a big number. They will ask him for a pay cut first,
2: and I'm and sure. da- and De- that's what that's what I'm saying. And Dallas is in is hurting as always. Uh, on the salary cap side. So um, interesting. 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 I mean, there's been
3: speculation about that for a while. Dez, and, you know, as we've talked about on yeah, here, yeah, and yeah, Harmon, yeah. I know, is going through we've and been doing. Beating uh
2: beating that down.
3: Which is sad, but, like, Dez could still be a very, very productive player, I think, if he changes his role a little bit. But I know Harmon put him through, put Dez through the reception perception ringer, and Uh-oh. results were not, not good. Not pretty. Uh oh. Not pretty Uh-oh. on the outside. Oh, boy. Uh, but that, that wide receiver room, they were probably going to draft somebody anyways, and if they really feel like they might, might be in their best interest to yeah. uh, get some fresh blood in there, go, go, go with it. But if they cut Des Bryant, they lost Bryce Butler to the Cardinals, and uh, that puts Terrence Williams.
1: Oh! Alan, Alan Hearns. And, uh, oh, Alan Hearns.
3: And and Terrence Alan Williams Hearns. and Alan Hearns they their, one, their one-two combination. At a baby. With Jason Witten still cruising around out there uh,
1: in the middle of the field. Okay, you had two things. What, what's the other thing? That was it. Oh, that was it? That was it. Okay. I feel, that, that wasn't well, enough. I'll, I'll give you <laughs> oh, no, <it> wasn't, <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> that wasn't enough for you. I thought you know. said two things. No, 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 Okay. Okay.
2: That's good. All right. Let's start with the Giants, shall we? Uh, they added left tackle Nate Solder from previously from the New England Patriots. a huge deal. They uh, needed the line so badly. Oh, my God. So bad. Uh, Eric Flowers expected to move to the right side, I believe. Uh, but, uh, and he was just a revolving door at left tackle. It was just, oh my God, it was so bad. Uh, so yes, they, they may have overspent a little bit on Solder, but that's okay. They absolutely needed the help on the offensive line. He has been rock solid, uh, for the New England Patriots. So, uh, a good acquisition in my mind anyways, for the, uh, New York Giants. They also added a speculative wide receiver
1: in Cody Latimer. That's a special teamers. That's a that's a first round draft pick. That's probably no he was a second round draft. Oh, was he a second rounder? I that's, believe that's...
3: Cody Latimer was the last person left in the green room that draft in the I second mean... round.
1: That's that's a mostly wow. that's mostly a move for special teams. That's kind of where he made his, his bones in Denver.
3: Well, he uh, – I mean, Brandon Marshall's getting up there, and if, uh, you know, Shepard and Wait, Beckham – Wait, is
1: Brandon Marshall still on that team? He is still on Currently the roster. Currently still on the Get team, that. yes. He's still on the roster. But wow. he's
3: 34 years old and coming off of a season-ending injury, so who knows. I think Latimer, I mean, because he didn't have much production in Denver – uh, you know, there were always reports of He couldn't him. get on the field. There were reports of him not gelling well with Peyton Manning early on and that kind of affecting his confidence and stuff. So it could just be they're taking a shot on on a young, talented guy. I mean, he's 6'2", Again, 2, 215. He was very productive in college. Super uh, productive. He could, he could be a nice fit there. I'm not saying we need to go scoop him up in fantasy. No, anything, no, no.
2: But just a name to, to highlight. You know, Not necessarily you're going to draft the guy, but just be aware that – This kid, Cody Latimer, was extremely productive in college, was, as Alex mentioned, a second-round draft pick, so a high draft pick uh, as well. So, you know, obviously Denver saw something in the tape there, uh, but he just couldn't get on the field. I I mean, I just felt like he didn't have a well-defined role with Denver. Demarius Thomas was there on the outside, uh, they hardly ever, I mean, you know, I, I, obviously once you add Emmanuel Sanders as well, where, where's the target share? You know what I mean? So he, he just couldn't really get on the field. I wonder if this is a fresh start for him. Uh, good athlete is Cody Latimer. So I'm, uh, I'm at least intrigued. Danger zone intrigued. Uh-oh. By Cody Latimer. Danger L-. zone. Uh, the Giants also added
1: running back Jonathan Stewart for some unknown Who's Gettleman, this? man. I just, you know, it's the moment the moment he got cut in Carolina and Gettleman went to New York, I'm like, I bet you this is going to happen.
2: Why did they add? What What are you guys
1: doing? Veteran presence. It's so you have a, you have a absurd. Vet- you have a veteran presence. <clears throat> we had talked you about draft, this before. You draft Saquon this- at two. This is absurd. And then you can have Jonathan Stewart be the mentor to say, Saquon? Look, <laughs> man, I'm just I'm spitballing here. I got nothing. When you can sign a 31-year-old oh, running back God.
3: whose yards per game and yards per attempt have decreased in each of the last three years. <laughs>
1: Career lows. You got to do it. You got to go do it. You got to go. do
3: it. This move was puzzling. The Giants have a disastrous uh, running back room right now. I mean, Wayne Gallman showed some stuff.
2: I mean, they could have re-signed Orleans Darkwall at a lower number. And I think that would have been that would have been actually better. Probably,
3: but it's a it's a familiarity thing. Gettleman's getting a guy he knows. It's crazy. Um, <clears throat> they'll they'll certainly draft a running back. I think them drafting Saquon it too is crazy. But uh, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's a.
1: That I
2: would it's do a good it. Idea, but right. I'm not saying that I would do it, but yeah, it's a thing that could happen. Why is it? I, I'm I'm
1: confused by this. Why is that not a good? If don't. if he's the best talent, uh, offensive think, player, do you think he's so much better than the other running backs in this class that you would? That you feel like you have to take him at two instead of waiting until later and maybe getting some – I
2: mean, I guess, I guess my counter argument to that is, I mean, you can make that argument about anybody. I mean, you know, uh, who's the who's this offensive guard out of Notre Dame that's going to go? Super Quentin, super Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson, is he so much
1: better? I, I, again,
2: I don't know. I don't do
1: offense. If I'm line, the Giants, I don't I'm know taking a quarterback. Yes, that's. I mean, absolutely. Yes. Eli's barely hanging on isn't it oh my God, by a threat right. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, just, I mean just by a threat just oh my
2: God yeah no no you're right I mean look they have a serious need uh, at quarterback I'm not saying that they don't but um, uh, there have been so many it's it's funny I don't I don't I guess what I'm, what I'm confused by is how do we always forget there have been so many teams that have passed on great players great players to take a swing and a miss on a quarterback, because you have
3: to have a quarterback. Like I think it was uh, Chris Wessling on the around the NFL podcast made this, and I think it was from Thomas Dimitrov, uh, the GM of the uh, the Falcons, who said, okay. Uh, the quest for a quarterback consumes you until you have one, and you have to do everything you can, and you have to keep making those chances to get one, because otherwise you're stuck in NFL purgatory. I've,
2: and the Giants right now... We could go back and forth on this all but, day, okay, but I don't agree with that at all.
3: But the Giants have had a great run with Eli Manning here. You know, they've been blessed with a fantastic starting quarterback for the last 14 years, sure. basically. sure. And now they have an opportunity to secure a quarterback for the future,
2: unless they don't think one of those guys is that guy.
3: I don't. I just don't think. You, you know take, what I mean? I don't think you take Barkley here because then if Eli's done next year and you don't have an answer at quarterback, but then what? Uh, well then there's no. then you're next gonna, year's then draft. You're gonna, then you're gonna have then you're gonna have Barkley try and win you
2: games. Well, oh, no, then there's next year's draft, as we've mentioned. But what if the, next what year's if they, draft if, is always better? Yeah,
3: they I mean, could easily they could easily like stumble into six or seven wins and then they're not as high and then they have to mortgage more picks and it's like you've given the chance right now to take your future. You go get him. That's like what the Colts did with Andrew Luck. Yeah, you know when they had Manning was hurt. Yeah, they prob they probably could have just stuck with Manning and brought him back and not taking Luck and gotten those last what three, two, three years out of
1: Manning. Yeah. By the way, yes. I mean just going back and looking I know this isn't fantasy, but okay the last fifteen Super Bowls, fourteen of them have been won by teams that arguably had a franchise quarterback. And I know I know that Nick Foles played in the Super Bowl for the Eagles, but they had Carson Wentz who took them a long way. They okay. got so, the number one, the one
3: seed and home field advantage in the playoffs because, because of, of Carson,
1: Carson Wentz. The, the one year is probably Joe Flacco. Okay. Every year, every other year, they're the the quarterback of the winning team was a guy easily considered to be a franchise quarterback. That's true,
2: but I mean, again, what what round are these quarterbacks even taken? Right, so like I'm thinking about Russell Wilson being in the third round. I mean, obviously Tom Brady, a million times. Big over, Ben
3: you know. one, Banning one, Banning okay. one, Brady okay. six, <laughs> well, Rodgers one, <clears throat> Breeze yeah. six.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hey, even sometimes, b- sometimes even Rodgers falls backwards into a franchise quarterback. That didn't happen. But even
2: Rodgers went late in the first. Is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's so. If the Giants want to move back into the end of the first round and, and take a guy like Lamar Jackson or something, I'd, I'd be all about it. That being said, if they love Darnold, and Darnold's there too, because there's all these reports now that Josh Allen might be going one overall. That makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, I'm, I'm all about that too. So, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. Like I said, we could go back and forth on this all day long. But if they, I think Saquon is just, is is amazing, I think he's amazing, and if, uh, and if they take him there, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Um, Redskins now. Oh, by the way, we didn't even talk about the fact that Gi- – uh, oh, by the way, Pat Shermer, new, new head coach. coach. He was most recently Vikings OC, but, you know, he's going to add a little life, theoretically, to that Giants offense, which not, is –
1: Not going to be hard after the Ben McAdoo I days. Like, I'm old enough that to remember when their last head coach was going to offer some Thank offensive you. life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? His giant Denny's menu for plays. Nope. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so bad. Uh, do you remember? You remember when they ran oh, the same eleven personnel in like ninety six? It was So bad.
1: I remember I saw that tweet and I'm like, that can't be right. I think that's I looked at it and, I'm like, and i like, that's got to be a mistake. I looked it up and I'm like that. like, that, nope, is, that absolutely is correct. Nope, that I is, like cross checked it. I is, went correct. to yep. NGS. I went into Insight. <laughs> yep. I like
2: texted people at other websites. I mean, Unbelievable. Is this, is this right? Is this real? Is this real? <laughs> no, it's real. No, it is real, uh, and there's ways to run 11 personnel a lot of different ways. They didn't though. But they did not
1: though. I mean, it was the same you know freaking formation all the time. It's like the it's like the hundred ways to cook chicken cookbook somebody gave me when I graduated from college. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, <laughs> you can do all these different things could? with chicken, but at the end of the day, it's <clears> still yeah, yeah, chicken. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of weird. But uh, but I, I I'm excited about what the Giants uh, could potentially do uh, if they reload here in the draft, and and obviously Pat Shermer. Has having influence on that offense as well. Okay, the Redskins now. Uh, they added Alex Smith. Obviously, they lost Kirk Cousins. They added Paul Richardson on the outside as a good um, explosive wide receiver. So uh, what do we make of the moves here in Washington?
3: Uh, I mean, it kind of just felt like a lot of – I feel like they got a slight downgrade at quarterback, but otherwise it was just a lot of like lateral moves sort yeah. of. like This offense has been pretty productive for fantasy. I think we're going to have to see how everything. I think we talked about this on last week's podcast too, but how the targets shake out with a different quarterback under there. It's still going to be Jay Gruden. It's still going to be high flying. They don't have an answer at running back right that now. That was my
1: that was my question
3: because they have they have Chris Thompson, but he's coming off a bad injury and yep. he was so good last year, so good. Samaj P. Ryan isn't wasn't didn't look like the answer. He is not. The is answer. he going to maybe improve in year two? Or are they going to go look to another one in the draft? Those will be big questions, but. Uh, The wide receiver pecking order is going to be really interesting because, you know, Smith, as we talked about had frequently kind of funneled into some guys. There's the Vernon Davis connection still. Jordan (laughs) Jordan Reed, obviously a question, but like he's heard already. It's tough to uh, to try and assess where to draft a guy like uh, value, Paul Richardson, Josh Doxson and Jamison Crowder. Because like on the one hand, like Josh Doxson, all the physical tools we saw him flash at times last year. Can he be a complete route-to-route, down-to-down receiver? Like Jamison Crowder, is he going to get the target volume over the middle and out of the slot necessary to be like relevant on a fan- weekly basis in fantasy, or is he going to get four for 45 every week?
2: I would, I'm going to be really interested to see how much... Because <clears throat> Alex Smith is a guy that funneled targets, really, to just a few guys in that KC offense. Now he goes into an offense that has not been known really to funnel targets to anybody. Um, And maybe is it the offense? Is it the Gruden offense? Or is that Cousins? You know what I'm saying? So we get some real – we're going to have some real answers in the first couple of weeks. But right now I think it's – to me it's just a real toss-up as to what's going to happen.
3: Oh, sorry. Just the last point is, look with Smith, you look back at his past teams, there wasn't really one that was necessarily if everybody's healthy – as deep in the right. pass catching core,
1: yeah, exactly. I think I think he he funneled to a few targets because he really only had a, a few, few guys. targets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now he's got he's got more guys to, to spread the ball around to.
2: Um, Paul Richardson, though, I'm excited about this move. Uh, he goes from an offense in Seattle that was you know freewheeling, but you know I, again, I I don't necessarily know if it was a high flying attack. I know Russell Wilson's a great player and all that, but um, Paul Richardson basically had to second fiddle. Is he second fiddle in Washington or is he potentially a guy that could really break out and have a great season here?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh <laughs> I will say this between he second fiddle and could break all out of be, all, all of the above. All of the above. Both things can be true. That's true. Between Paul Richardson and Josh Doxson. Yeah. Washington could lead the league in, like, highlight real, like, you know, leaping you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> between, between those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. The one, the one thing I, I
2: don't like about Doxon with Alex Smith is Alex Smith has shown a proclivity to just he will not throw to covered guys. And Doxon's a little bit of a different beast because even though it looks like he's covered – A lot of times he's just not because he is such a a physical receiver at the point of attack. But will Alex Smith risk it? And to me, I think the answer is clear. That answer would be no. If that's the case, Paul Richardson could emerge as the number one wide receiver in Washington. I love the route running. Obviously, he's a guy that can go over the top as well. They
3: paid him decent money, too. That's what I mean.
2: You know what I'm saying? So not necessarily the physical specimen that Doxon is, but I just think, again, just a better complete receiver is Paul Rich. So I really think he can emerge here uh, with Alex Smith and this Jay Gruden offense and, and really do some damage. I'm, I'm excited about what Paul Richardson could do. I got to see what the price is going to be. Yeah, this is going to be. A, I got to see what the price is going to be. It's
3: going to be a fun offense to watch in training camp and the preseason. You know, the preseason, blah, whatever preseason. But <laughs> lots of times, nuggets. Yeah. lots of times it can help be somewhat informative, especially with these new offenses and right. new teams, where quarterbacks are looking. You know, what, how are they gelling? Stuff like that. So, especially that third preseason game will be a good one to watch with this offense and see what it's how it's starting to take shape.
2: The Cowboys. They added Allen Hearns on the outside, Merkstein, Merker Barber, uh, also added offensive tackle Cameron Fleming, which uh, a lot of folks have uh, lauded as being a very good move uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't, again, I'm, I'm not a huge offensive line guy. I mean, I know Cameron Fleming. I, I mean, is he great? I'm sure. Okay, great. I, I'll take it. But uh, but yeah, they, they added depth now to their, to their offensive line that actually last year was surprisingly below average. Uh, They had lost, you know, two-fifths or three-fifths of their starting offensive line from two years ago, um, and the chemistry just wasn't there. I mean, I think they thought they had some depth, but obviously they did not. I see Alex Hillard.
3: oh I was just, I was also, I just pulled out? up the, no, I was, I was listening <laughs> to that. About the Dallas I was, Cowboys? Right? I was thinking about my next point, and it was just rubbing my head. I'd probably need a coffee later. <laughs> the,
2: uh, the
3: Cowboys, thought, the Cowboys wide receiver this. room. No, as yes. we were talking about, though, like, man, does this group need some work. And if they do cut Des Bryant, it's going to be. Could be dicey for uh, for uh, Dak and okay. his fantasy outlook too. You know, because at least with Dez he was still a pretty good force around the around the red zone. You yeah, know, he's got that big body. He's oh, always yeah. been a physical guy like that, touchdown maker man. But you know, what what are what Allen are they getting? Are they getting the guy that was a was a great uh, body control receiver in twenty fifteen, making double-digit all double digit touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. deep threat? You know, could catch things really well at the sideline, scoop up uh, errant Blake Bortles throws, or are they getting a guy that's, you know, coming off some injuries and isn't quite the same? Terrence Williams, not a number one wide receiver. No. So that's dicey. Cole Beasley, it should probably get rid of. I know Harmon's <laughs> been pushing for them to swap out for Ryan Switzer there. They probably, like, I, mean, I
1: imagine they got to. If right? you took Ryan Switzer and put him in an 11 jersey and ran him out there, would how, you long, know? how long before people would know? <laughs> well, it depends how long his hair is. True.
3: that was the – you know, there was also what's it called, the helmet salad or I whatever. Yeah, uh, you
1: know, just tell people, like, yeah, that's bees. He he's yeah, got a haircut. Don't worry about it. He's got a haircut. Don't worry about <laughs> it. It's
3: good. Um, <laughs> and the trouble is, too, this rookie class, uh, I feel like it's kind of been a consensus pick, and I've watched, I think, four or five, maybe six of these wide receivers now. Is There's okay. no, like – Clear cut, come in, oh. be the guy oh. Oh. wide receiver in this class. Definitely. There's a lot of decent role players, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: all I can think is so many more touches for Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> which so much more opportunity should, <laughs> it would,
3: should be great for his fantasy value. I mean, unless they start loading nine guys in the box and are like, yeah. beat us with your receivers
1: like, and tank separation. <laughs> what are you and talking about, 100- dude? Jason Witten, he's 100- going to get out there. One hundred six-year-old you know I mean? tight end. Jason Witten's going to leak out there. They're going to get Jason Witten, who, run, like who runs like a man who just got out of the shower and forgot he left a <laughs> pot on the stove. <laughs> <laughs>
3: In what his a, home slippers. What a description. <laughs> like, is he wearing the towel around his a waist towel around oh, too? Yes, he oh, so doesn't like, have full yeah. range of movement. He
2: no, just no, stepped out no. of
1: the shower and like, oh, right. crap, oh crap, I got to go, go get this.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That is, I, that's 100%. He hears the water boiling over <laughs> and it's like splashing on the,
3: the – making steam and hitting the fire underneath it.
1: No,
2: but this offense uh, – I, I, Alex, you're right. This, this offense could be a, an abject disaster. Uh, it really could be. I, I mean, even Alan Hurds, I like the signing. Um, I like the signing a lot, as a matter of fact. If Des Bryant um, – you know, changes his game just a little bit, or um, whatever. It, 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 he basically adds another piece to that offense that they sorely need, which which I really like. Um, that being said, uh, an injury-prone guy. You know, even even going back to his high school days, uh, we're talking about Alan Hearn suffering uh, multiple multiple season-ending injuries. Miami uh, again, just uh, just multiple season-ending injury. He just He's a guy that couldn't necessarily stay healthy. So uh, he goes into Dallas. He's got a fresh, you know, script here. Uh, He could, if he's healthy, as you mentioned, if he's healthy, could be a very nice addition to the Cowboys passing attack. But if he doesn't pan out, if Des Bryant, you know, loses another step, uh, Jason Witten's still out there, uh, and they're trying to force feed him balls. where does the scoring come from? And if that's the case, I'd be I'd be much more worried about Ezekiel Elliott. I'm definitely going to be more worried about Dak Prescott in terms of volatility from a week to week basis. Well,
3: the trouble is, too, a lot of scoring opportunities from running backs are predicated on getting the ball close, got to get it into, into the red zone, got to get you're, it. There. If your passing offense is suspect, it's a lot harder to move the ball and get in there. However, like not to be completely down in the dumps for Cowboys fans, like if Hearn's does return to that form, great. If yeah, they yeah. get Dez to take a pay cut, maybe slide more inside a little bit. Could be really good. They've sure. also got some talent at tight end if they want to stop trotting out hundred and eight year old Jason not- <laughs> Witten. They've got Rico Gathers, the, who Dynasty Twitter is always yeah, yeah. Dynasty Fantasy Twitter is always Great up at arms about. Great. He's athlete. 6'6", 290, only twenty four years old, yeah. phenomenal Unbelievable athlete. Unbelievable athlete. Like he he could be a nightmare if they start implementing him a little but bit they more.
2: Probably not, but <laughs> let's just say there there is a rosier scenario where this could all come together. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry if uh, if I'm not uh, if I'm a little skeptical about Jason Garrett making adjustments. Not necessarily uh, known to make adjustments. I mean, it's not
3: like he has a lengthy track record of doing <laughs> nothing to that uh, effect, James. That you're basing your <laughs> conclusion off of.
2: <laughs> That's the only reason. If it, if it was a guy, if it was a guy that was more apt to, you know, make changes and, and be more dynamic with the play calling, or whatever. I, okay, I'm I'm all about that life, but. Jason Witten <laughs> coming back. Jason Garrett's still there. They're still gonna trot him out there, man. That's it's gonna be it's gonna be unfortunate. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles. They added Michael Bennett. They added Haloti Nata to that defensive line, um, and they added wide receiver Mike Wallace, but lost tight end Trey Burton. Although they lost Torrey Smith too. They lost Torrey Smith as well. But they, I think they got.
1: Better Torrey Smith. They got (laughs) better Torrey Smith. Yeah, they got Mike
2: Wallace. Exactly. You're 100% right. Uh, Trey Burton, even though he will be – a lot of folks are going to be excited about him in Chicago, uh, wasn't a big piece in this particular offense anyway. So not not huge. But can we talk about the Eagles' defense, at least from a fantasy perspective? Um, You know, they already had a great defensive line. They add – Michael Bennett, the add Haloti Nata, who obviously is at the near the end of his career, but still a great depth add uh, for an Eagles defensive line that was terrorizing quarterbacks last year. I mean, their defense
3: is going to be good, but the tr- problem is, is uh, they're up at one of the higher scoring units. They and the Rams and others will probably get way overdrafted this year. So I think yeah. the the sharper move is going to be pivoting off of taking those guys in the. 8th ninth 10th round where you're yep. going to see him start going in more casual leagues yep. and waiting and taking a unit like the Saints for instance. Interesting. Who uh had a pretty pretty frisky defense last they year did. and they could add to it in the first round of this draft. They really Charles don't Lattimore. they really if they especially if they don't if they don't go and take like the heir apparent to Drew Brees in the first round like if they go and get another defensive end like Adam Rank was just working on his mock draft. Uh he's writing up for the website. I think it'll be coming soon and talking about flipping the pick and having the Saints take like a, a Marcus Davenport or a Harold Landry, get another defensive end. because you know, then if you've got Cameron Jordan, you've got a young rookie like that. You got Marshawn Lattimore. Whew! All of a sudden, that defense might be cooking a little bit. This is why I like talking to you guys. So uh, <laughs> I think I think there are going to be advising
2: uh, advising the <laughs> listeners out there that hey, don't be that guy that overpays and overdrafts the Philadelphia Eagles defense.
3: Like defensive scoring too fluctuates a lot, and like the, so much the gap between that top scoring unit and like the fifteenth scoring unit usually is small on a week-to-week basis and fantasy is a weekly game so wasting a pick where you could get a potential breakout star running back or wide receiver on one of these high-end defenses like the eagles rams jags that are going to be flashy in the drafts sit and wait take somebody else the
2: the the one the one reason i like taking defense not not necessarily eighth ninth round but i'm saying higher than than i think most quote-unquote sharps right is the fact that well who are you playing with if you're playing with a bunch of buddies that they may or may not make 20 moves all season, it's such a great strategy to wait on quarterback and wait on on defense. But if you're playing in a hyper-competitive league, (laughs) it's always interesting to me because it's like, everyone's like, yeah, let's wait on quarterback and I'm just going to stream it. Bro, if there's 12 guys (laughs) doing that... What I mean, what's the you know your, your I guess the, the the problem with that strategy is, okay, well, everyone's doing that now. It's a, It's a, such a smart strategy
1: if you're one of a few people doing that in your league. The I think when we talk about that strategy, but any strategy really, it is all based on, you know, to sound all highfalutin. Market inefficiencies, right? Like, yes, it's great right. when everybody's rushing out to get a quarterback in the fifth round. Yeah, you sit back and you wait, and yeah, you, yeah, somebody else fall to you. But if everybody, it's it's the money ball theory, right? Like, the A's were, were putting together a good team and they were getting, you know, low price, uh, get on base, get walks, those kind of guys, and yep, that yep. made the A's competitive, right? And then everybody else is like, oh, hey, you know what? We should kind start of doing works, that, right? Yeah. Now the A's suck again. Like, you know, so, you know, it's, like, it's like knowing what everybody else is doing.
3: I think that's always my biggest piece of advice to try to give people, especially when it comes to July and everybody's asking for stuff, is <laughs> yeah. know your league. Yeah, that's yeah. why it benefits to yeah, play yeah. in a league with people you've known for a long for a while and like stay in, stay in leagues for several years because yeah. you build up a league history and it gives you a strategic advantage. Sure. Like, you know, I know in my, my main league, my league of record, quarterbacks always come at a premium. It's just the way the league has always been. Yep. It's six-point for passing touchdown. Like, yeah. play with a lot of old-school, old-school guys that from, you know, my this is my dad's league from when he was doing it and filling out the, taking nice. a box score from the newspaper. Nice. Hand-tabulating results and mailing them out to everybody. So, there's a lot of guys from that, from that era, and, you know, they like to get their quarterback early. So, I know. I can always wait on a quarterback, yeah, and I do and It's one of our draft narratives now. Like I'll be looking at the board, like, oh, when's Alex going to take a quarterback? It's round. It's round nine hasn't it's taken round a quarterback nine, still. Hasn't done it. Round twelve still hasn't. <laughs> so knowing your league is ultra important because, like you said too, James, if if I'm in that league and all of us are still waiting on a quarterback and yeah. freaking, you know. Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees haven't been taking this round. You know what, Niners. what I mean? Rogers,
1: like, go, go, like, go pluck one of them. Yeah, <laughs> give me that guy.
2: Go, go get one. Give me that guy. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it, it's it's interesting to me sometimes. You know, we talk about, you know, weight on defenses. And, and again, I, I'm not saying, you know, spend a single-digit draft pick on a defense. Although i tell you what, I do play in a league where you only, you only get uh, 18 moves on the season. That's it. And then you're capped. If you don't take defense early, you're you're stuck. You're stuck, right. bro, because you can't stream. You can't stream quarterback. That's why quarterbacks go way early. Defenses go way early. You can't stream that position. Uh, and I, first of all, I love playing that way because it's just kind of like it, it adds value to where value has been lost. You know? Hey, listen, in real football, defenses are so important. Quarterbacks are. Uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum. So important. Yeah, in fantasy, for whatever reason, those two positions just completely interchange.
3: That's why I like. I think your your good scoring article last year, James. Hopefully, it catches on more. We'll have to to bring it back again some point this offseason. The six four scoring and stuff. I thought it
2: worked in our league. It did. It worked out pretty well because the teams that did have to wait and stream. Uh, you know this. Andy Dalton week one. Was that you? That was me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that back up. (laughs) (laughs) Four interception disaster. Disaster disaster that was negative points oh that yeah points.
3: yeah i took negative points for my quarterback in week one you can't win that way no
2: which i, I and i love it i love it i absolutely love it so i'll, I'll bring back that uh that that quarterback
3: yeah uh, i might actually there. i might try and push some of those rules in my uh my league of record because uh it's a league like i said that always wants the quarterbacks to be the most important and i'll be like this is how we do it this is how you do it like you guys want to make the quarterbacks the most important yeah negative here, four here we, here we for go those
2: interceptions baby Let's go. All right, so that's your roster reset, nfl.com slash roster reset. We just gave it a little fantasy spin, but uh, the uh, ATN guys do a, a really good job of uh, basically reminding everybody all of all the crazy changes that have happened in this off season. All right, let's get to Daily Daps. Daps,
1: daps, daps. Now we're talking no, about no.
3: dog bites and <laughs> dipping. Daps, 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 daps. You know,
1: if you like creepy rabbits, dabs, uh, this movie's for you. What a degenerate are you? Godzilla is down there. This is why I love this group of guys that were like, oh, whirlwind. There it goes. Boom. All
2: right, Daily dab Time. Alex Gilhar. Get us kicked off.
3: Got a couple. I went to see A Quiet Place last night. Great the,
2: reviews. I haven't seen it. It's great very, reviews. very
3: fun. Okay. I, I mean, it's fun in like a horror movie sense. Like, sure, you know, sure. It's, it's spooky. It's well acted. Uh, it's got a cool idea. The premise – and it's one I would say go see it in the theater, especially because of the the premise and sort of gimmick, which, you know, the whole thing is if they hear you, they hunt you. It's these monsters that you can't make a sound because they're yeah. hypersensitive to it, and then they'll come <clears throat> kill you. And it's uh, directed by John Krasinski, who was uh, Jim from The Office – uh, starring his real life wife Emily Blunt as well. Oh, they're married? Yeah, they're married. Yeah, they're oh, married. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're, they're married. married for oh, that's quite a while. Interesting. Oh, okay. um, but it's I, I don't it's, follow celebrity It's that. a it's a really fantastic little movie. Like it's not perfect, but I I came out I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's there's some really great tension. I thought it's directed well. There's good characters. It's a cool idea that they execute on. So uh, go see it. And, and like you said, the reviews are great. And these uh, are
1: great. Uh, I, I everybody. I've seen the billboards for it, which they if they hear you, they can hunt you, which yeah. I still believe is like a Krasinski blunt parenting tip when they want their kids. To quiet for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what they tell their kids. Like, hey, let's make a movie. Out
3: of here. Right, so as my buddy, as my buddy <laughs> oh said my last God. night, we came out of the movie, yeah. said so I find it funny that. Uh, John Krasinski made his career off of making funny faces on The Office and not saying anything, so he's so? Ex- exploding his uh, directing career and features by making <laughs> a movie where he doesn't say anything and makes faces the whole awesome, time. Awesome, man. Although different faces when you're protecting your family from scary monsters and yeah. when you're trolling Dwight Schrute. <laughs> uh, other other quick uh, daps. I, uh, it was my good friend's bachelor party this past weekend up Ooh. in like, Arrowhead, so we just went and got a cabin. He wanted to have it low-key get some guys together drink some beers play some games stuff like that okay but so I made him a, a road trip playlist based on a bunch of his favorite bands and I would scrolled through all of his in uh, social media to find some other ones I might not have known of and one that made it onto the playlist that I'm now a fan of is called 65 days of static 60 uh, they days are of like uh, hold on let me get let me pull them okay. up again to get their description but they're an instrument instrumental band um, and uh, an instrumental experimental rock band from Sheffield, England. But it's got really good kind of just background music if you're working on something, writing, studying. Really, really dug their sound, and I was listening to them all day yesterday as well. So 65 Days of Static is a recommendation. And uh, I got a video game recommendation. One of uh, of my buddy's friends brought up his PS4 and had this game called Towerfall Ascension. And it was great for the bachelor party because it was a 4v4 or like four-person free-for-all game. Okay. But it's like an 8-bit game. You've just got this one little square, but uh, you're all these archers, and you're just jumping around shooting each other, and it's super simple. The controls are very simple, but it takes a lot of technique and finesse, and it became... So fun! Like we're all we were all there, slam back beers, playing this game. We built a bracket and had like a winners bracket and a losers bracket. And we're going through it, like the we we had I would poker. I we had poker and other things, but we devolved into playing this dumb game for like three three hours one night. And I was like, th- that game was fun as hell though. And it's an indie game, so like some guy, his company is called Matt Makes Games, and he developed this game. <laughs> That's great. And sold it. And It's like fifteen bucks, I think. Wait, on is Steam. it on a console? Or you can get it on PS4 on Xbox How are you guys One playing it? on the PS4. He okay. Okay. Four controllers. So. Oh, got it. We're all sitting there, and you know, just tossing controllers back and forth. It's so super random. He said he brought it up. He's like, "Hey, this is this is really fun." Like we're like, "All right, sure." What the hell? Let's play it. And then three hours later, we're screaming at each other over this stupid game. And it's great. The last kill always does. Uh, it'll the game will put put a slow motion replay on it. So we were always watching those and, you know, commentating on them. But it's really fun. Towerfall Ascension. Give it, give it a shot. Towerfall
2: Ascension. That's great. Uh, what is it with you and your buddies, whenever you play video games, it always ends up being a tournament? Well,
3: that's just me. <laughs> uh, I I am hyper-competitive <clears throat> by nature. Yeah. And if we start playing, them, the bracket becomes a great way if there's a big group of people, like with the Mario Kart tournament and stuff, to get everybody to play and to have the competition be on a fair and equal balanced sort of sheet. I got you. Instead of just like, you know, oh, the winners always stay in. we'll just rotate the bottom people. That doesn't work out fairly if somebody's better at the game. So I just like having fair and balanced competition that also awards a clear a winner, clear winner.
1: I need an answer. That's yes, Alex
2: that Bell. is that is really why I always build brackets. I like it. MG, my guy. Marcus Grant, what do you got? Uh,
1: a couple things. One, the, the quick one today, uh, BoingBoing.net had a video Boing mashup Boing.net. of uh, Mumra from... from- Thundercats. Thundercats singing Thundercats, ho. ODB's Shimmy Shimmy. What? And look, if you don't. I'm sorry, what? If you don't at least <laughs> giggle <laughs> when you hear Mum Ross say, oh, baby, I like it raw, like then you and I just can't be friends. <laughs> I I mean, I meter, I've never clicked so fast on a link before. I wow. saw that. I'm like, yep, watching this video. Uh, it's great. It's like two minutes. It's hilarious. Uh, but my real dap. Um, it's a dap and a request. One, dap okay. to everybody who got in on round one of the 2018 NFL Draft of Palooza name Stravaganza that uh, I put out last okay. week. Okay, yes. Where uh, we are, speaking of brackets and tournaments. Brackets, and Trying to figure things out definitively. Mm-hmm. We are going to determine the best name in the 2018 draft. What's the leader in the clubhouse right now? Uh right now the the chalk is is on Equinemia St Brown. Equinemia St Brown. He's the number 1 overall yeah. seed in the tournament. Was I like an, it was an easy winner in uh, in the first round? Wide receiver from Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. Correct. Yes, okay. Correct. Uh so he's the he's right now the chalk favorite. He's the, the heavy favorite in it's, this one. It's pretty good. Uh the the number 1 seeds all kind of got through pretty easily. Okay. Vita what Vea. are the 1 seeds? Uh let's see, it's Vita Vea. Yeah. Equinemius uh, Saint, Saint Brown. See now, I was a little, I was a little disappointed by the Vita Vea thing. Well, only because I can't put his whole name on the graphic because it's a large, <laughs> it's a long name. That's, that's what I was hoping. A for. lot of people, a lot of people commented on that. I see, and I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, so, yeah. uh, Equinemius Saint Brown. Okay. Vita Vea. All right. Hercules Mataafa. Hercules Mataafa, that's the that's that defensive dude from, from Washington, uh, State. Washington State. Washington yeah, State, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Obanaya Okoronkwo from I, Oklahoma. What? <laughs> in fact, we had sooner on sooner violence because uh, Okoronkwo <laughs> faced off against Baker Mayfield in round one. <laughs> well, that's and that's uh, going to be a slaughterhouse. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But uh, round one, I, I got a lot of great feedback, a lot of participation. Give I'm, me a,
2: give me a dark horse. What's what's your dark horse? Well, who do you
1: like in this in this bracket, bro? Um, let's see. St. Brown is the number one overall. Yeah, I do yeah. think I do think Jabe Jeb Blazevich. Uh, Jeb Blaisevich. Jeb Blazevich uh mm-hmm. is a is a big favorite. I was surprised by how well Gerhard de Beer did in round one. But his last name's De Beer! To that, Alex pointed out that his name has beer in it. So <laughs> I should have been I think I voted for him. Well, what's hardcore? his name? His name is Gerhard. Gerhard de Beer. Gerhard of beer. Of beer. Of beer. Yes. That's his name. That is his name. Of beer. So, uh, but yeah. Why not? Why not? But thanks, everybody who jumped in, go. who participated, who retweeted okay. it, who spread the word. Uh, round two begins on round Thursday. Two. Fight. And uh, we will go all the way. We will, cl- we will declare a winner. On Thursday, April 26th, the first day of the draft. That is when we will decide beautiful. who has the best name <laughs> in the draft. So thanks everybody for jumping in. Keep beautiful. Going, tell two friends to tell two friends, and uh, we'll make this. By the way, work. I enjoy your
3: divisions too. So oh yes, my I'm celebrating my, my, some cool names. My region, oh, okay.
1: my region names. I in, have
3: the, in the NFL now, and from from your. Yes, so I have the Barkhevious Mingo
1: region. Oh, lovely. The Haha ha Clinton Dicks region. That's Which
3: is a great point. name, too, because his first name is actually Hussein right? as well. So right. if you wanted to go either way, <laughs> yeah. it's it's awesome. Uh,
1: the Algie Crumpler region. Oh, okay.
3: I always loved what Algie a Crumpler's back. name as a kid. Although yes. somebody
1: pointed out that he might not even be the best crumpler. I mean, there's Carl Lester, his brother. Car- Carl Lester what? Crumpler? Was Car- he in the NFL? Carl Lester he was- Crumpler? He was a tight end in the NFL for a little bit. Damn. Carl Lester Crumpler? Carl Lester Crumpler. Hell yeah. And, uh, and then my final one is the Weeb Eubank region. Weeb Eubank. Also... I'll Love forever that. hold Algie Crumpler dear to my
3: heart because he was one of my favorite targets when I'd play whatever Madden had Vic on the cover. Oh yeah. We had that in the high school newspaper office on like PS2, and like when we didn't have crap to do, we'd just whoop each other in Madden. And I would if I would ever played as the Falcons, I would just hit Algie Crumpler. All, <laughs> all, all LG day Crumpler. all day. The Vic to Crumpler combo. <laughs> It was unstoppable.
2: So have, have him run that little short out route. Yep, he's in. H-
3: Algie Crumpler never had so many 130-yard games you know what in
2: his life <laughs> <laughs> as he did oh, when I was I in know. the rock. Love it, man. Algie. <laughs> He was one of the first tight ends I ever drafted. Uh, in in fantasy? fantasy? Yes, in fantasy. He was not a great fantasy. I
3: love looking but thinking back on some of the random players I drafted many, many years ago.
2: I, I just remember drafting him. And again, I just love the name, too. Algae. I was like, this guy's name is really Algy? <laughs> like, for reals? Uh, yes, but uh, not a great uh, fantasy tight end, as I found out later. Uh, I will give daily daps to um, the Mark Zuckerberg gifts. My God. <laughs>
3: I was so distraught. They are amazing. I was so distraught yesterday because I was uh, watching Liverpool, Manchester City, with Taylor taps to Liverpool as well, advancing oh. to the semifinals in uh, the Champions League. But the testimony was going on at the same time, and there was so much <laughs> stuff happening on TweetDeck, but I was like, I can't pay attention right now. I have to watch the soccer game. I mean, some of the questions they asked. <laughs>
2: Some of the questions they asked were just unbelievable. Like, bro, come on, man. James,
3: what was your favorite GIF or meme of Zuckerberg that came? It
2: out? was the. It was for me. It was the when. Uh, who was it? Uh, not Mitch McConnell. Uh, Orrin Hatch. Orrin Hatch had asked Zuckerberg legitimately. Uh, how do you guys make money because <laughs> Facebook is free?
3: That one was great.
2: And there was a long pause. <laughs> like, how do I answer this without making this guy look silly? Without making this guy look like a complete clown. Uh, which was not possible because that is, as Bryce Harper would say, that's a clown question. <laughs> Zuckerberg <laughs> Zuckerberg answers by saying, um, uh, we sell ads sir <laughs> <clears throat> yes and then he smiled and then he quickly lost his smile because i think he realized like okay i probably shouldn't smile <laughs> i am the, the ads are the reason i'm here also <laughs> <laughs> right exactly you know i mean to me so, some of these senators did ask him very uh, you know pointed and poignant questions which were great uh but the Orrin hatch question was just i mean that had to have been the the low point uh of that hearing which was really really funny but the mark zuckerberg gifts uh, that have emerged <laughs> out of these hearings has been awesome. Some of my man. other favorites were when awesome, I think man. Lindsey
3: Graham was grilling him on whether or not Facebook was a monopoly, and somebody actually photoshopped the monopoly man hat and mustache <laughs> on the Zuckerberg <laughs> in his testimony. Oh, and then there was weird. the one that Kleban had found, I think, or you might have put it in there, Marcus, of uh, data from Star Trek: The Next Generation oh, national and, and National yes. Sibling Day and Zuckerberg. Cause right. They looked like yeah. There was identical. a lot of a
2: uh, lot of Zuckerberg is a is an android. Uh, type of chatter yes uh, on the tweets as well, <laughs> which was which is really fun uh and yeah man it's just it's so funny man some of these games <laughs> are just unbelievably funny I, I just love it i don't know why i just do i, I just do uh producer christina Close us out. What do you got?
0: Um, I'm actually double-dapping A Quiet Place. I also saw that this weekend. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it to – I didn't expect to like it as much because I thought it was, like, such a different type of movie. Yeah. Like, no talking the entire
2: time. But I think they did a really good job of it. Wait. Wait, for real so there's no talking
3: though? It, the movie's probably like what would you say like 92% yeah. no talk like sign language it, and yeah, other I mean I knew that that like, was the they concept. They like you know,
2: make gestures to each other. And, you know, th- I mean there's sound That's but interesting. they don't speak.
3: Very few this, words. The Very sound few. design is really cool in that movie yeah. too. Okay. Like one of the one of their kids is actually deaf as well and so you get kind of like sometimes things from her perspective in the world as well and they shift the sound design and it's really really cool. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a really cool movie,
2: so I definitely double dabbed that. Okay, nice. There you go. All right, well, that's the show for producer Christina, for MG, my guy Marcus Grant, and for the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin. I am James Coe. We appreciate you listening. We will catch you next week. Hopefully, we can bring the great Adam Rank onto the show, making his. Do you think he's gonna have anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> it may just be an hour of rank. That may be what it is. All right, we appreciate you listening. We'll catch you next week.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, green irish shop now at a store near you
2: they say every dog has its day but when you're lulu and your parents drive a camry every day is your day the roomy rear seat is the perfect whoa is that the dog park backseat besties it's a camry vibe the all-new all-hybrid camry toyota
0: let's go places
1: your credit card should match your lifestyle at kemba financial credit union choose a card with benefits that work for you for a limited time all cards have two percent cash back on purchases and zero percent interest on balance transfers for a year Apply at kumba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer
0: ends June 30th, 2024.